Warning. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned. super fast. We might be a bit super ragey, but at the same time, we really just can't do this without occasionally having to let off some steam, especially with the weeks that we've had. Yeah, everything continues to be horrible, but in light of it being Pride Month, we have a lot of topics that we would like to touch on, at least in part. Uh, So if you, our darling listening public, have a um, LGBTQ story to tell about life, transitioning, living non-binary, all of that stuff, medical access, please write us at... Write us at xchromosomepodcast.com Thank you, and if you want us to share your story, um, do include that in the email so that we know it's okay to read it. Um, the, again, this, pod- this podcast is about intersectionality, and if we aren't using it to boost your stories what the fuck are we doing um, you can also tweet at us at X chromosome pod and we have a Facebook page that we all have an X chromosome it's one word just look it up it'll pop up yeah, we're so far the only one uh, which is good <laughs> because our podcast is also titled we all have an X chromosome there's also a Patreon. We also have a direct PayPal link if you want to throw money at us so that we can keep doing what we do and continue to fix Bill's stuff because it keeps breaking. Yeah, right at, immediately after the recording of the last podcast, I went to move my computer and my mic broke off in the USB port. Bill cannot win this month. In regards to not winning, um, the same day we recorded the last podcast, I hinted at it on the last podcast, but I got fired from my job. So when we were talking about the joke of me doing the podcast full time, um, that really wasn't a joke. Not a joke. Um, Even though hopefully it's only temporary, but still, everything that you could send will go through help us out. I have some inroads to a sponsor that's going to try to go through and possibly help do at least the computer repairs part of yay sponsors um on the subject of sponsors yes what on the subject of sponsors noel one we love our uh, patreon subscribers there's cool stuff on there that's only available to you guys uh thank you for your undying support um also to help us find more sponsors 
we could use like, subscribe, rate, review on your podcast listening platform of choice. Um, if you just direct download us, go crash those sites and for uh, five star review us. We don't care and don't read the reviews on those sites. So if you have actual reviews, email us. Well, but, I do read the reviews, but <laughs> Bill likes to cry, so Bill reads things. Uh, so I don't know. Tell him your favorite dinosaur. Tell him your favorite ice cream. Triceratops is winning. Okay, Triceratops is still winning. Also, in regards to Facebook, Facebook has this handy dandy uh, review recommend function. So when you go to our Facebook page, you could review and recommend the page, which helps us fight through the Facebook algorithms. It's all weird math, and I don't understand how they work. I don't understand math either. I understand that if you poke the algorithm with a lot of positive feedback, it responds and lets us do more things. Like, um, I'm going to do what I can for Pride Month, but I want to do a Patreon post, blog post, about the history of Pride. And more and more, I'm sure people are seeing um, Stonewall was a riot. The first Pride was a riot. Um, Cops don't belong at Pride. All of that sort of stuff. And unless you do your heavy lifting yourself, you don't know what that means. So I'd like to talk about the the matriarch of Pride. I believe it's Marsha P. Johnson, but ugh, paywall is making life terrible for me. Yes, that's one of the things that going through and helping us out on Patreon and direct um, donations, um, it gets us around paywalls. Paywalls are the bane of accessing information and while we while you might not be able to go through and get through the paywalls helping us get through the paywalls will help everybody get through paywalls because between me and Noel we can both write if we really need to write accessing sources credible referenceable sources that are putting real information out there is difficult. Also, there are subject experts who talk about important issues for a living, and we would like to not make them talk about it for free. And if you want to give us a direct donation, I just pulled up the link. It's www.paypal.me forward slash xchromepodcast. Because some people don't want to do a month-to-month Patreon. Yeah, or they can't, or, you know, one month they have they have it, and next month they don't, and they feel guilty, and it's okay. Look, we're super grateful for anything that comes our way, even if it's a dollar. Uh, a dollar can help a whole lot. But I finally got the article pulled up, and it is talk about pride. It has been 50 years since the Stonewall riot, as of June 28th of 2019. For people who don't know, the Stonewall Inn was a popular gay bar. It is still open in Greenwich Village in New York State. 1969 was not as free in the love as you would think for the era. The Stonewall riot began when the police started arresting bar patrons and employees who were violating the law about gender-appropriate clothing. In the Middle Ages, they were called sumptuary laws. It was what you could and could not wear. So there was a sumptuary law about gender-appropriate clothing. I am assuming it was also about the fact that Stonewall Inn uh, welcomed drag queens. So that didn't help. An officer clubbed a black lesbian named Stormy DeLaviere 
over the head for complaining her handcuffs were too tight. At this point, Marsha P. Johnson, a black drag queen, and Sylvia Rivera, a Latinx queen, were first of the two to actively resist the peace police that night by throwing bricks, bottles, and shot glasses at officers. This sparked six days of riots in the neighborhoods surrounding the Stonewall Inn and galvanized the gay rights movement in the United States. Without queer women of color, we wouldn't have pride. This is not something we should be questioning and not centering pride on. And that is why cops aren't welcome at pride. Okay. Um, are we good to continue? I've gotten into it very recently this week with a law enforcement member of Renfair cast and a bunch of other people regarding the uh, non-event, which was the KKK rally in Dayton this past weekend. It was a super non-event. Um, like Didn't only like, non -pe like nine people show up? Yes. Nine members of the, sa the sacred or scared as it showed up in the legal document. So now they're officially the scared knights of whoever the fuck they are. Nobody cares. Only had nine people showed up. There were 600 counter-protesters from, you know, the usual suspects, Antifa, and, you know, the usual people who show up just in case the KKK get jumpy, to Mennonites and other uh, facets of uh, Dayton life. And it was just amazing. Unfortunately, Dayton has also been in the news because they just got hammered with an F3 tornado last night. You know, another thing that I'm wondering about that is that shortly before the rally happened, um, someone through their Facebook page went through and posted a bunch of um, photos and information of convicted felons and things of that nature that weren't supposed to be near something like that, we're supposed to be handling weapons, guns, <laughs> be around other felons, things like that. I wonder if part of it is like, oh, someone just went through and um, said that I was going to show that I was going to be there and I would be breaking my parole. I don't want to go back to jail. I mean, that would also be awesome if that we fucking called them out on their bullshit and went like, oh, hey, this would be a, a known criminal assembly and you'd all have to go to jail for violating your parole and shit. Such a shame you're a bunch of shitheads. Yep, shitheads are shitheads. But yeah, that's what we... But you're also in... And right now, because everything going around, uh, you're also in... Uh, are you back into another tornado warning at this time? Um, I personally am not. I think my area... It's, oh, there's a small craft advisory. Okay, severe thunderstorm watch. I lied. We're having severe thunderstorms tonight. Last night it was tornadoes. It looks like currently Dayton is being spared, which is nice because they got slapped around pretty hard. Uh, Selina, Ohio. That is C-E-L-I-N-A. It might be Selina. I don't know. I don't trust my anyone in this state to pronounce things the way they're spelled, unless it's something like Wapakoneta, and then it it's exactly the way it's spelled. Thank you, dear. Yes, Bell Fountain is not said the way it's spelled. Uh, Selena, Ohio, also got hammered last night, and they're under severe uh, thunderstorms tonight. They can't catch a break. We don't know what's going on, but there's I've seen a lot of the 
a happy thing. I've seen a ton of information on Facebook. There's been too much for me to collate and and redirect, and a lot of it has is all is overlapping with people I know who are pushing the information. So I can step back a little back bit. My Dayton people are covered uh, pretty well. There's been a ton of turnout, and this just goes hand in hand with the 600 counter protesters from Saturday turning up to support one another and be there in, you know, fellowship and brotherhood. And then on Sunday they had a, a spiritual cleansing of the uh, square just to get the last remnants of hate out because it's Dayton and we're weird like that. It's Ohio. We do weird stuff. But all day there's been over and over. We have the people pushing this, this business has water and free water and food. And then this one has free water and food. And we have this group and this group working together to get water and food and necessary items gathered and moved out. Um, The city is mobilizing quickly and efficiently. Um, Montgomery County is under a boil order for the foreseeable, I think, um, or until they get the water treatment plant back up and running and powered. Um, and then for a little bit after that, but it's all just amazing to watch how good people are to each other when you give them the chance and when you teach them right. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago in Boston, someone was, there were, someone was trying to set up basically another, uh, quote unquote, free speech rally, um, like in Charlottesville. And what basically happened was uh, there was 30 to 40,000 counter protesters to like maybe 30 people that actually showed up for the rally. Uh, and they had to go through and shut down the quote unquote rally at the time because it was unsafe. Not because of any, like, violence or anything like that, but there was just so many counter-protesters about that. Yeah, the pushback from society on the, no, we're not going to tolerate your intolerant bullshit, is heartwarming. And it's kind of what I needed to see after, like, weeks of nothing but my hopes and dreams being smashed (laughs) on a widespread level. We still have to deal with the fact that people like Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is are bananas and can decide to, you know, drastically change people's lives simply because they have erroneous beliefs. This is an exciting news story. We were going to not rant about too much, but this is kind of a big deal. We'll put it in the show notes and you can be angry about it on your own time. But the headline is Clarence Tom- uh, Clarence Thomas-, Thomas likens birth control and abortion to Nazi science. It's from Vanity Fair. They're usually pretty good at reporting. I know that sounds weird to a lot of people. It's like when we cite Teen Vogue as a source for our shit. But Teen Vogue and... I know I've cited Cracked on a few articles and Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair has had a long history of excellent investigative reporting. Um, The late, great uh, true crime journalist Dominic Dunn wrote for Vanity Fair and covered things like the O.J. Simpson trial for the magazine. It's like BuzzFeed. Um, 
BuzzFeed News and BuzzFeed themselves are like basically two completely separate branches. People hear BuzzFeed News and like, oh, that's where you find your dog and cat quizzes. But no, they really do some in-depth reporting about the crap that's going on in society. So as long as you got you got your sources cited and everything like that, it doesn't matter where you're published in that regard, as long as basically everything lines up right. So Teen Vogue, Vanity Fair, you get your news where you get your news. But check your sources and make sure they're valid. Um, of I course. just wanted to take a minute and talk about the fact that I've been, that we cite things. Well, Vanity Fair doesn't have a huge paywall either, so I can access more of their articles. Teen Vogue doesn't seem to have a paywall on their um, internet stuff, which means they're an invaluable source once we've vetted their stuff. But they seem to con- con- be consistent. Uh, Cracked always cites their sources, and I check up on them. Uh, so we're doing what we can. Um, if you're offended by our links, please donate money, and then we'll cite the Washington Post. Um, otherwise, we don't care. Uh, you had some stuff for a change, Bill. Yes. Um, I'm posting a link in the uh, chat right now, but this is the first thing that made me go, what the ever-loving fuck? Um, it's... Oh, this. Yeah, this it... is bullshit. This is why cops are not our friends. Yeah, um... People have probably already seen this in the news. Um, I've been holding this for to go through and rant about. Um, but uh, it was a video from in Boulder, Colorado, of a man, a student, and by at a storm, doing his job of a black man doing his job of picking up trash in in and around his home. A Boulder cop came over and started harassing the guy. Uh, and it was trying to detain him. And thankfully, there were uh, there was an officer cam on the cop at the time um, to show the whole entire interaction. The guy, when he asked for his ID, he said, yeah, sure, here's my ID. And then the cop wanted to detain him further. And he's like, look, I'm doing my job right now. I'm picking up trash at my home. I live here. I'm not trespassing. And the cop's like, we have to verify that you're not trespassing. He's like, and the guy's like, no, I'm not. Put your weapons down, sir. What? I'm carrying a bucket? No, the other thing. A trash picker upper thing? And it was completely, utterly nuts. At the end of the video, it basically had another cop show up saying, well, give him his identification back. That guy over there vouched for him. It's all good. And from what I understand, um, the cop, before they were able to put down any actual punishment, quit the force. This is a case of the crime is you're a black guy and you're by a school. That's it. That's your crime. You're black in public. It's the only thing this guy is guilty of. And it almost killed him. And a lot of people are saying if probably if the cop didn't have the cam on him, because the whole entire time, the except for when he gave the, the officer the ID, the guy was like 
10 to 15 feet 10 to 15 feet away from the cop at all times. Basically, did the right thing in regards to his own safety. Like, I'm staying away from the guy. I'm going to show that I'm not threatening, but I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to pick... And the guy's picking up trash the whole entire time while he's arguing with this cop who's arguing with him while he's trying to do his job. So he's like, I'm not doing anything. I hope that camera's actually recording. Um, and thankfully it was actually recording to show that, look, this happens all the time for the crime of being black. Now, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, but I wanted to go through and bring it up more in depth. I'm just pulling up a link. This happened in Las Vegas. Um, that's Washington Post link. I... Thank you, paywalls. Let me guess. You can't get to the article now. No, I'm I'm finding a. I'm funny. It was big enough news that there's the first. See, that's the thing about paywalls right now. Like the first link on news tends to be Washington Post. Washington Post. Washington Post. It makes it would make our jobs easier. But here's a non-Washington Post piece. This is about um, Ezekiel Elliott. He was, turns out he was not arrested, but he was detained, but he was handcuffed in Las Vegas. Um, was he also guilty? Altercation. Okay, go ahead. He was arguing with his girlfriend on festival grounds, and as though he did not get physical with her, in the video he can be seen using his body to barricade to prevent her from walking away from him. Now, honestly, That's a dick it, move. It, it, it's a dick move, yes. However, if he was white, he would have been detained. Pretty sure, yeah. That um, Johnny Menzel would not have had anybody call the cops on neither, him. Neither would have been Roethlisberger. Oh god, no. I'd... But no, because I'm not defending Elliot's actions. Because basically, he was being he was... an asshole, he was being a dick. It's and... not cool. But if he was white, he would have never even been detained. Or cuffed. Or cuffed. They would have been like, oh, yeah, okay. It's like, can we just deal with this? Get everybody, blah, blah, blah. They would probably been more... If a cop was involved, they would have probably gotten it squared away without anybody being handcuffed, detained, or whatnot, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things where... Most of the time, the crime that we have in society is just the crime of, hey, you aren't white. I'm going to go through and figure out what you're doing wrong because you're not white. And that's the same thing in regards to everything. It's like, you're not white. You're not straight. You're not gender conforming. And it brings up everything that the law gets involved in things that they don't have to or they get too involved just because people are different fuck that yeah and i as i'm a buckeye fan and as we all know elliot played for the buckeyes and was a followed team rules there this is unacceptable behavior um 
as a football fan, what he was doing was unacceptable. So I do not condone him being a dick and screaming at a woman in public and keeping her from walking away. That's asshole shit. Um, get yourself sorted out, kid. Um, you're better than that. But again, Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't have had a problem. They're equally famous. They're equally darlings of the NFL in terms of stats. Yeah, um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to condone him. But I'm going to be angry he was handcuffed when I'm absolutely certain other players would not have been. Um, I have no love lost for the Cowboys. Quite frankly, I think his behavior is because he's a Dallas Cowboy. Because Dallas Cowboys have have a hist, uh, historical past of being stupid in certain things outside of the game. However, um, that's a completely just a football rivalry thing. Uh, society needs to change. This is why we do what we're doing. And while this isn't pride-based, it's just a part of the iceberg that allows issues to happen for things that are... When we, when we say... Uh, when we echo the sentiment of cops aren't allowed at Pride, this is a part of the sentiment because they do things that are unnecessary because people are different. They're a tool of the state. They exist to oppress. And I'm sure there are good people who go into law enforcement and they mean well, but they're joining a system that is designed to, to be used to oppress people who speak out against the people in power. And I'm sorry that these people are, you know, choosing to walk into a job and not know that's what their their job really is. Uh, and it, it's why there are a lot of bastard cops, because they're either... Um, naive and get drawn into it, or they're bastards to begin with. Um, the few good ones are outnumbered, and it's not the fault of the few decent human beings who also are in law enforcement that nobody trusts cops. It's the fault of the overwhelming majority of terrible human beings throughout history who have gleefully, you know, assaulted women for not dressing correctly or black people for daring to be black in public. Um, this is this goes back to well before, you know, civil rights movement. Cops help hunt down runaway slaves. How can we trust them? And it's it's heartbreaking that we have this the people who are supposed to protect everybody really can't or won't. And all I'm going to do is stew in silence, so help me out here, dude. Let's go through and bring up one point of news that um, is a little bit of a better bit of news. Um, it looks like you posted about this earlier. First trans person of color crowned international Mr. Leather. Oh, yes, because this is an intersection of delightful things. Uh, Jack Thompson, the reigning Leatherman of Color 2019, beat out 67 other title holders to win International Mr. Leather 2019 on Sunday, reports out. The occasion, hosted in Chicago, 
as it's been each year over the 41-year history of the competition, marked the first time a trans man of color had won the title. He was accompanied on the platform by Mr. Leather Ireland, 2019, Fionn Scott, who was the second runner-up, and Mr. San Francisco Leather, 2019, Joan Marquis, uh, who was the first runner-up. This is the good things about communities that actually care about the person and not about what's what may or may not be in their pants. And that one has a lot of awesome pictures from the ceremony, too. Oh, you found a good article. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, and he's recognized as a man. It is the second trans person and the first trans person of color. This is fantastic. Um, This is such a wonderful story. I am Jack Thompson. I am a proud, biracial, openly transgender, HIV-positive man. And I am enough. That's amazing. Because I'm so glad that he that he openly declared his status, too. Because um, I have uh, posted about this before, but it's um, you, it may have come up or crossed someone's feed. It's the U equals U, and that's undetectable equals untransmittable. We are at a point in the fight against HIV that we can interrupt that we can stop transmission that we're at a point where people are living full lives where it's no more inconvenient to be hiv positive than it is to have a cold sore um yes you can transmit those but if you're careful and you manage your shit you don't (laughs) it's it's really time that we do a full court press on destigmatizing having sexually transmitted infections um HIV and all the others because um silence is death for all of them um and we all know the progression of AIDS and how terrible that is there's but you know we have written records about what syphilis will do to you too and it's horrifying we don't talk about that. It's almost as if it's socially accepted to get the old school ones. And it shouldn't be. Or it should be. I mean, we can treat all of them. We can manage all of them. It should be not a big deal to get texted, to talk about status, to do all of these things. Um, So as part of this Prep for Pride Go get tested if you haven't recently, um, just for your own mental safe, mental health and well-being. It never hurts to know. Even if you're not doing anything, it's good to have it on paper. That way, if something odd happens um, or something awesome happens, you've got a record and you know where you stand and you can take care of yourself. There's plenty of places to get tested. You should not feel bad about getting a full um, STI panel. It should be empowering. Just uh, just like in some cases getting a pap smear or getting your prostate exam. These are things you do to stay safe and stay healthy. Get your shit done. Yes. If you're able to just Google where you could get free uh, STI testing near you, 
if you can't afford it, because this is something that really everybody should try to do. Um, I just went through and pulled up a couple of places nearby where I live for uh, free STI testing, if necessary, um, for that type of thing. So it's it is important that we you know your status. Um, I know when I go through and have my yearly physical. Um, not that I'm actually active of any sort in that regard, um, but when I have my blood panels, I have them go through and also te- give me a full panel for that just to be on the safe side, um, just so I have something documented. Yeah, um, it's time we start destigmatizing and start uh, decriminalizing. I know that sounds weird, but there are still places on the books, and I've had this discussion with that friend I keep bringing up, um, who's so close, so close to getting it. Another thing that we should all work to try to destigmatize, especially during Pride Month, and I'm not saying that stop doing this after Pride Month's over, but to continue to do this. Uh, what a friend of mine, I'm going to use this in a different version, um, but Vince McMahon supposedly always tells his uh, announcers and commentators pronouns, pal, because he doesn't like people actually using the pronouns on air. He likes them to use the names just to make sure people know what the names are. But still, pronouns, pal. Let's make sure that we start giving our pronouns. We start asking for pronouns because it helps as allies we start doing this to show that it's accepted and we need to work to make sure everybody can feel safe. Um, I know there's when I was working that there was, I was starting to ask for pronouns um, just because you might think someone is obviously male or female, but they prefer gender, gender neutral pronouns. It's really a thing that along with STI's testing, um, let's start destigmatizing just parts of culture. Offer your pronouns. Ask for pronouns. On our Twitter, I have our pronouns listed for me and Noel, just to let people know that, hey, we're, we might be he, she pronouns, but we're here for you. We're here for everybody. Yeah. Um, pronouns are super important. They're really easy to ask. Um, I thought I was on mute the whole entire time while I was saying No, that. you were good. You were <laughs> absolutely hearable. But with it being Pride Month, let's start going through and making changes in ourselves that can stick for the long term. Um, it'll be good. It's just going to be good for the long run. It could be as simple as asking people their pronouns. I saw a pretty awesome thing with serving um because that's not an ideal time to ask any of that shit to not use uh gendered terms to refer to ev- to refer to people at the table you know and to which was pretty cool like use folks use um everyone is everyone eating well and are we ready to order and things that don't place any sort of gendered anything 
on uh, staff or on, you know, uh, guests and staff don't inadvertently make their guests, their customers' days miserable. So it's little things. Like, don't assume. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working on my personal setup for like, especially like, especially the past year and a half because, um, my defaults usually fell under the words "dude" and "guys." It's like always, "Hey guys," or "Hey dude," or whatever. It didn't matter. I what what you were. I always used that as general general neutral, but. Because they're not, um, I've been working hard to try to not use them as often unless I actually know. Like, um, one of the things that you'll hear me say is, hey, folks. Um, because folks is as basically as gen- general neutral as I can go in that regard. Um, for a, For going through and just, like, getting a addressing a crowd of people so to speak but it's one of those things where you learn and other things that can be passed down like with servers to help make sure that everybody is feeling comfortable without even showing that and making it sound seamless too it's a, it's a good thing it is and you know, we can go through an example and make it natural. If you have a partner and you are just use, use <laughs> the word partner, you don't have to make a big deal. I use it all the time or I will use the word spouse because it, you know, I have a husband. He sometimes makes his voice known because I'm recording mere steps away from him. But we call each other partners. We call each other things like that. Basically, it is all good things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. more people who present um, as, quote, default, do things that are inclusive, the better it is for everybody. So while, you know, I may not fit specifically neatly into the box I present, because I don't, you will probably talk about that a little bit coming up the more i model good behavior for everybody the more it spreads like our um we we started doing a very simple thing in our booth at fair um we ask is it okay if i touch you now we sell corsets and we sell clothing and this is a this is a contact sport um our sales so some people would assume that consent is implied given by stepping into the shop, but we don't want to make that assumption. Uh, we want somebody's enthusiastic consent to have us literally, in some cases, shoving our noses in their cleavage. Um, just because we want them to know how close we're getting. Other people started using the language. They Other clothing vendors, they'd come by the booth. Um, and they'd hear us modeling behavior, like the asking, and they're like, it never occurred to me that we should ask. <laughs> and so they started doing it too. And that's how easy it is. Use correct pronouns, uh, put them on your name tag, do things 
to make it accessible. I thought I saw some good articles. And while you're looking up that article, Noel, I'm going to talk about another story. This is from our sponsor, The Tower, The Hangman, The Fool. Bill and Millie Chaveo are at a crossroads. Just coming into their magic, the twins must choose their fate. Do they take the easy path or protect their friends and loved ones? Wisdom comes at a cost. Its magical power changes everything. It's 1929 at the height of Prohibition in Plymouth, Massachusetts. The stock market crashes, leaving the Chaveos in the poorhouse. Uncle Finn's sight tipped him off but he kept it all to himself. Finn's got money, powers, and connections with Boston cement his victory. However, the Italian-run speakeasy draws new players from the deck to oppose him. Magic, monsters, and mobsters will clash in a small town, but the outcome is unclear. How will Bill and Millie defy a man who sees the future? What find out when you read Wiser Guys by D.R. Perry on this stuff and I will look up more. And if you're have if you're being told that you are making someone uncomfortable with a behavior that you're having uh you're doing take it to heart in regards to be, all right. Now if someone's saying that they're they are upset that you're not lying them to be a racist fuck them. But we're talking about general Hey, what you're doing in regards to this is making me personally uncomfortable due to my gender, my sexuality, my race. Can you stop that? If they're willing and able to tell you this, take that to heart and change. Because if they're open enough to say, hey, what you're doing is making me uncomfortable, please stop, I'll stop. If you want to do a follow questions like, how can, do you have any suggestions on what I can say otherwise, or or try to figure it out on your own, and then follow up with them later. It's like, look, I understand this. I'm trying to find ways to present this. Can I get your help? Especially if someone brings up the behavior and you're actively trying to stop with changing your ways. So if someone's telling you that you have a behavior like that that you need to stop, especially with your words, words hurt. Period. Some abu- a lot of cases of abuse, you haven't even gotten a finger laid on you. It's just the words that have been expressed out of your mouth. And all these tiny microtransgressions, microaggressions, microtransgressions that people get add up over time. They say that what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Well, what doesn't kill you after a long period of time, it's going to kill you. And we don't need that. Yeah, it's just let's make the world less shitty for people. It's not hard. And the more of it... But punch Nazis. Yeah, but punch Nazis. uh, Because Nazis are terrible. Um, And they will always be terrible. They will never not be terrible. Alright, so while we don't have a lot, it looks like, with the actual rage factor, I want to bring up some other good shit. I'm tired. Um... But so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and bring up good shit. I'm gonna give props to shaving company. Oh yes, um, delightful things to Harry's and Gillette. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mention with Harry's first, um, because theirs was the one that came out first. Um, I but I just only found this 
after finding the previous, the next thing I'm going to talk about. Lately, the sheathing companies have brought up their game, and I'm going to be putting links up about this. Harry's, in one of their recent ads about uh, committing, about shaving, casually, without fanfare, put a transgender man with his shirt off, which had surgical, st- surgical scars from having top surgery. Yes, normalizing scars. Just applying lotion to his face. No fanfare, it was just about... It's a, it's a, just a, if you, if you didn't notice, if you didn't notice, that's great. But at the same time, people that are looking out for that, that's also great. That they just, there was nothing to it. It's like, it was about shaving or not shaving, about how it was required, how it's not required, how now you can do whatever, basically the fuck you want with your face. Uh, um, but, but you can't it was, yet, but there, we're trying. But at the same time, it was like a great thing. It's like, we're just going to pop this dude in and just go r- r- along with our day. Um, it's a dude so practicing I give, good hygiene. That's awesome. And I want to go I want to go through and give, um, hey, because that start, that had me tear up a little bit. Because um, you cry. But I, just almost, but I, I was only found, only because I was done uh, only because I was cried out because of the first thing that came up, which, which had, me, had me find that article. Um, this one, uh, from Gillette, another one, um, a father teaching his trans son how to shave. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and there's a an even better like level up with both with especially the Gillette one. They're both people of color. Yes. And that's a um from my respectful lurking, there is a an even greater tendency to have a very strict gender roles in some cases. Just from my lurking. Um I will not speak overall, but this the queer people of color being represented you know by major companies is great let's appreciate this and have like normal father-son relationships and healthy human interaction i don't know what capitalism has suddenly figured out about you know basic human decency being a marketable thing but hey welcome to the party we'll use you while we can and then we'll dispose of you. But I do want to give I want to give Gillette credit because they had the they had the outrage from earlier this year about the um being a better man and then this is one of the follow-up set they did in regards to that. Um and the and the the father is an older gentleman too. It's not like he's a like hip guy in his early early 40s either it's like this guy is like maybe like it is late this guy that the guy that's the father in the video he's a boomer (laughs) um he's obviously he's obviously of the boomer generation too and it's just showing he's like look this is my son i accept him 
this is something that a man has to do, and I'm going to help him, and this is a good thing. So um, I want to give props to Harry's. I want to give props to Gillette. Um, both the there will be links to both of them in the show notes and um, on the website when they're posted through. Um, but I saw that I was like, finally, good news, basically. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's shitty that we live in a world that you know basic human decency is a delightful thing to witness. It's a good thing. Again, marketing to strict gender norms is no longer profitable. This is showing a major turn in society, which is amazing. Um, I can't wait to see. It, it's more important than all of the the disgusting corporate. We'll put rainbows on things because it's June. Bullshit. Um, if you're not donating your profits to helping LGBTQ issues during the month with all your rainbow shit, fuck your marketing. But when you're norm, when you're just showing human beings being human beings and using your products and saying, yes, we acknowledge that you're a customer and we would like you to have your business. That's a big deal. I mean, Gillette is not going to lose any money, but Harry's is a much smaller company. And they were much more aggressive in their commercial with the showing the scars and being very open that this man is comfortable in his body at last and he would like to have nice skin and a clean shave. One of the things I will also give props about, even though we're talking about this, while it's technically May, this will come out in June. Um, they didn't wait until Pride Month to drop these things either. No. Um, the Harry's it, Harry's came out in April. Um, this came out earlier this month in May. So everything is Joey's like, look for for me for Gillette. To basically, I like the fact that to me Gillette is just doubling down on their mes- their previous message. Mm-hmm. Um, this toxic bullshit isn't cool anymore. We have to stop. Granted, they still have they still have commercials with like mainstream sports stars using their stuff, but at the same time, they're showing that these are important aspects in life. And unfortunately, and the thing is, though, even though they have mainstream commercials on TV and things of that nature, due to the internet and the fact that a lot of people are cutting cable in general, they're not seeing the mainstream stuff. They're seeing these. These articles, these viral mm-hmm. uh, videos, because it's spreading a message to people that aren't connected to the TV anymore. Um, and it's a good message that they're putting out there. Granted, you're marketing the fact that you're now trying to be human beings, but we're glad that you're trying to be human beings. Yes, w- welcome to being human beings, but that doesn't excuse you from being shitty all of these other times or trying to make a profit off of social issues. Um, but we know that you're trying to change. Well, at least you're you're trying to make better choices. And it's interesting to see that marketing companies, because this is becoming more and more of a trend. Campbell's had 
the audacity to have um, several different families in their commercials. And I think some General Mills ran a commercial with Life or Total or something. And there was a ton of backlash and Target and there was a ton of backlash. And it's just more and more the realization that queer money spends. (laughs) Why don't you go get those dollars? Um, is kind of nice in a depressing kind of way. But the, the the follow-up to that is, like, when things are coming out, like, oh my god, you're showing two dads. Oh my god, you're showing two, two moms. Usually the response is, oh well, too bad. Yeah, it... Live with it or not. <laughs> oh my god, you hired Colin Kaepernick. I'm burning my Nikes. That's nice. Got your money when you bought them. Still got it. Now you burned them. Good job. Such a protest. And that's the that's really the difference I've noticed between protests on the subject of protesting with your dollars, which you can do if you have them. Um, and I do recommend it if you have dollars to spend them ethically or as ethically as you can. Um, it's still capitalism and it still sucks. But um, and somebody is still suffering. But we can we can be as as conscientious as possible and reduce our harm as much as we can. That they they've realized that you know it makes more sense to be inclusive in their marketing because it makes them money. Unlike the people who are like, I only want to bake cakes for certain couples. How how do you not want to bake all the cakes and capture a hundred percent of the wedding cakes dollars? And as your husband just pointed out, oh um, no! Let's not forget the winners who went out and bought products just to destroy. Oh them. yeah, those. That's that's the difference between you know actual protesting from socially conscious people who will just stop doing something, and there's a hit in business, and it is noticeable and immediate. It's like we're just all not going to shop here anymore. And we stop, and then people start apologizing. Or, this person is trash, and we're no longer going to support them. And then we get apology videos, like, um, oh, Jeffree Star and whoever the fuck the other ridiculous drama queen asshole is in the beauty world, both of whom are garbage. Um, You can't apologize for being a jerk and then continue to say shitty things. Um... That that's not how apologies work. We want changed behavior, not I'm sorry I got caught. Socially conscious financial protesting has a point. The we're protesting, we're burning our Nike stuff or our Coleman Camper stuff that we've already bought, or we're going out and buying stuff to destroy. Is doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make a point. You've given them your money. What are you going to do with your next sale? <laughs> or what are you going to buy next? That's where it matters. And they can't organize themselves enough to do anything. I mean, one of the things that um, is t- we bring up on occasion privately, or I notice is like um, Wendy's. Um, yeah. Alpha Riff went through and he was helped, uh, went through about this whole thing about the spicy chicken nuggets. Um, to help, to help get the return for Wendy's, things of that nature. Um, however, as much as it's like, 
as much as I prefer Wendy's fast food over many other fast food places, I'm not going to eat the food because of my socially conscious choice of how they put their funds politically, how they treat their suppliers, things of that nature. They might have a great social media team, but that's not going to help the people that are not getting paid enough or the money that's going toward uh, super PACs that support Trump. Or that, um, you know, are being exploited for tomatoes. Exactly. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. People are like, yeah, I don't support what Chick-fil-A does, but their food is so good. Oh, well. Stop giving them money. They support anti-gay agenda and anti-gay organizations. Internationally. You're not just oppressing people here with your murder, murder nuggets. You're oppressing people all over the world. And it's, you know, that's, that's why Chick-fil-A tastes like oppression and I won't eat it. Yeah, um, but Chick-fil-A... Wendy's, they might have great food. I'm not going to touch them. Um, and granted, I know that I might be politically blind to many things that are going on, uh, things like that. If I went through and I completely cut out every single thing that of bad choices and things like that, I would probably starve based on um, my own life choices and things of that nature. Um, but when things are brought up, it's, yeah, you go through and make your own Chick-fil-A. They they have recipes on how to go through and marinate the chicken properly to to make it taste like Chick-fil-A, which basically the secret is pickle juice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's one of those things where we go through, you need to, if you're going to go through and be making a financial decision, Socially, the best thing to do is say, hey, I'm just not going to buy your product anymore. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to go out to buy the product just so I can destroy it in a fit of rage. Um, I'm not going to destroy what I have in a fit of rage because I already purchased it. So I'm going to use it until the life expires from it. Like uh, people with... uh, Weren't people like destroying Harleys because... Oh my god, they were... uh, It doesn't matter. It's everything. I mean... Come on, uh, and and they call lib- and they call a lot of us snowflakes. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna burn all of my expensive Nike shoes because LeBron James said something I didn't like, and nobody cares. <sighs> Just keep on lining the pockets by helping by destroying things. That's all. So yeah, um, that's my news. So I suppose we should mention the milkshake fascists and how that's becoming a thing and how oh, the protests yes. in Britain have been um how they managed protesters managed to trap an asshole on his bus by threatening him with milkshakes and it's it's that's been interesting to watch I am pulling up um links Vice.com has the recipe for a uh, um, the 
the and boing boing um spectator usa the british have made throwing milkshakes at the far right a thing new york time asks why are milkshakes being thrown at white at right-wing polit politicians it's like because it's illegal to throw molotov cocktails would you reddit question from oh it's a it's a r slash would using soy milkshake trigger the fascists even more well so oh it's just you know if we if we hit them with soy milk will it upset them further oh it's kind of like only having nine kkk members show up to your big vaunted rally that you fought so hard for um and people and then there's articles that have to be titled like this no throwing milkshake at someone is not an act of political violence yeah I mean, it's a shame to waste milkshakes, and Vice News actually comes out and says, for legal reasons, we must mention that throwing milkshakes qualifies as assault in some jurisdictions, just so you know your rights, and to make sure you have um, a lawyer on hand in case you milkshake a fascist in the wrong jurisdiction. Um, this goes hand-in-hand um, hand with this wonderful post I saw from the juggalo community about the Dayton fashion, the, the Dayton KKK rally. And it was about adding things like bluing and other uh, turmeric and other things that stain almost indelibly to your red pop. So if you're going to throw red pop at the fucking fascists that you really stain them. Um, and just this, Look, I'd, I'd like to get more of them there, and I'm sure there were plenty of juggalos there, because, again, this is Ohio, and we're full of weird. Uh, but just the, add these things to the beverage you are throwing at the horrible people, so they'll never get the stains out of their robes. It's just the best. And it's... The vice points out that milkshaking's power lies in the sheer ridiculousness of the of the situation. Someone's thrown a milkshake at you. A milkshake. That's silly as hell. As a direct action, an instance in which political activists or regular ass people who are fed up with the state of things take matters into their own hands through either violent or nonviolent means, milkshaking is both effective and sophisticated, robbing its target of any dignity while em emphasizing the, the illegitimacy of their noxious views. No one's getting injured. It's very absurdity is the joke, and the fascist jagoffs who find themselves suggested, subjected to this creamy deluge are rendered powerless. If they react aggressively, if they've been successfully, quote, triggered, that beloved misused, my insert, byword of the worst kinds of people, if they sit there and take it, they look like a weakling. If, like Farage did, they call the cops or retreat to the safety of a double-decker bus, they look even worse. The big, strong man of the people who couldn't handle getting a little egg on his face. This happened last month, but we hadn't had a rant, a good rant episode about it. Um, there, in Washington State, there was a state senator, Maureen Wall, who um, talked about a bill that would mandate uninterrupted meal and rest periods for nurses. And they in when she made she made a statement that they probably play cards for a considerable amount of the day. Uh, so wanted to that was responded with a bunch of people going through and mailing her playing cards. Um that the picture that's listed is not the lawmaker, it's just what came up with the uh setup. But yeah, um 
then there in for Alabama, I know I was seeing as there were um people that were protesting the uh abortion law that went through um going through and saying um to send hangers to the yes uh I love the code hangering. I love the code hangering. Um, People in Ohio were doing it. I am an unabashed and unashamed um, listener of true crime podcasts, as I repeatedly mention. And this one goes out to all my Ohio murderinos. I love you guys. You're awesome. All three of the major cities um, have their own uh, listener groups. And while we're currently all excited about the new book that came out, um, that Karen and Georgia published um, when the laws passed in Ohio in all three major cities, in all three separate Facebook groups that I'm a part of because I'm a nosy bitch and I want to know what's going on in my state. Um, there were threads where the here's the off here's the address for the governor's office and you can order wire coat hangers in bulk on Amazon. And it's like this is the best ten. This is like the best fifteen dollars I've ever spent. Just post after, just reply after reply after reply to each thread about it. Just sent, sent, sent. So there was this ocean of wire coat hangers, just filling the governor's house, the governor's mansion, and it makes me happy. I'm not entirely sure the point got across, but we tried, and it's annoying. And it's not technically illegal to send the governor's house anything, um, but it does waste a lot of time and energy on behalf of these people. Yeah, there, it is illegal to, marry, to mail biohazardous objects, so there are some protests we cannot perform. Um, it sends a big message. It's just as inconveniencing as calling, as protesting outside their offices, as you know, making, uh, crashing their email servers. Um, my fellow Ohioans did that when former Governor Strickland decided that he was going to cut uh, the library budget by 70%. That was his only term as governor. Um, he made a lot of mistakes way too fast, and he tried to pull a, a fast one because he was going to push this through at the end of the school year when he thought we didn't have time to mobilize, and he was very um the Ohio legislature uh, email servers were crashed. The phone, ser- the switchboard was slammed. Nobody could get any business done because everybody was calling in angrily. So even when they say they, the man says that phone calls don't work, emails don't work, they work. Be angry, be loud, be obnoxious. They will do things to shut us up. And make us leave them alone. And if that's what we have to resort to to get our government to work properly, let's do it. Tie up the facts. That's why you tie up the facts machines. Because the government still doesn't oh want to work yes. the facts. Um, so, so tie up the facts machines. Tie up the servers. Tie up the phone line. Um, it's one of those things where if we keep going through and doing what's necessary uh, to get things done to get them done. If they can't do business because 
they're not doing their jobs, well, they have to start yeah, doing and their jobs. we have to make them do their jobs. Let's go and end this out on a Oh, we have to, oh no, geekiness. what are you going to do? No, no, oh, I'm going to ask okay. you about your geekiness. Uh, Alright, because um, there was, you are geeky about two major things when I think of you geekiness. One, American Gods. And two, oh Elder boy, Online. my two excited things, yes. And you've been busy with both of these. Yeah, so I spent the week. weekend with both of these things. I watched all of, re- I rewatched, my husband watched with me all of season two of American Gods, and it was fucking amazing. I've geeked out about it before, but it continues to be awesome. It continues to be very hard hitting. It doesn't pull any punches. There's an episode where they absolutely um, blatantly reference Nazis in America, actual Nazis, with the armband and the everything in America. And I'm not going to talk more about that episode because it will spoil some things. um, Because it's an entire elaborate episode about the relationship between Wednesday and another god in his pantheon. And the anthropomorphization of America and how all of that plays together and um, old and new and it's complicated. Um, They catch um, the essence, they capture the essence of uh, new media, the media that did not exist uh, when Gaiman was writing the book. The Facebook, the likes, the clicks, the, the Instagram, that they, new media is a force to be reckoned with and she is terrifying and incredible uh technical boy in the last episode goes through a rebirth and becomes more terrifying that's an interesting arc they go into uh, generational violence and the inheritance of uh system of, of trauma from systemic violence um it's very pointed it's very graphically portrayed um it upset a lot of people i've seen articles where that american gods has a lynching problem as if (gasps) this is a shocking thing america has a lynching problem it's not the show (laughs) well it is the show but the show is calling out a problem that actually exists and historically has existed and is still going on people are still being murdered for being in the wrong place at the wrong time for being black in public for being for not conforming being gender non-conforming or everything everything we kill everything people are murdered for i mean there are some places where you can still use the i was i was made frightened by the fact that that lady didn't have lady parts as uh your affirmative defense uh what the fuck is that she wasn't a threat to you <laughs> Your toxic masculinity made you murder somebody. That's your toxic relation. That is a problem. And that's what the show is talking about. And people who don't see that the problem isn't the script. The problem is the world the show is drawing from missed the whole point. And that's frustrating. However, it was beautifully done. I'm excited there's a season three i can't wait to get to lakeside because it's all downhill from here and i'm always forever going to love the fact that they expanded laura moon 
from the book and they gave her more agency and more time because we don't know in the book what Laura is doing and going through in her um, afterlife adventures. Spoilers for a book that's um, well over 10 years old now. Laura Moon is dead the entire book. Well, most of the book. So this should not be a surprise. Um, it's also not a spoiler. They get to it pretty quickly in the show. But I don't want to go into too many details because I will spoil the surprise of everything and the impact. But yeah, it's old. It's from 2001. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get pissy at me for spoiling a book that came out June 19th, 2001, and you still haven't read it, bite me. I don't care. Uh, but on ESO, and it's casual, it's casual everything. Um, it just continues to endlessly delight me. Um, their new expansion goes live in June. I've been, um, I have early access because it's one of the few things I throw money at regularly. So, and I pre-ordered it. So, the spouse and I spent plenty of time running around in elsewhere yes that's the name of the Khajiit homeland to deal with it um, together all weekend and that was equally delightful because everything is just so ca every, everything is just casually casual and normal and delightful um, the Vardenfell expansion just was full of casually casually casual gayness um vivek is really weird and extremely non-binary and a god and you deal with him the whole time uh sofa seal is non-conforming as well and part robot so i don't know how that worked part magic robot on top of that so the god the the triumvirate of the dunmer are weird and <laughs> delightful and non-conforming and worshipped so we should remember that and the chief architect of uh, Vivek City is super gay and is ordered to go on vacation with her wife and stop working herself to death at the end of the um, quest arc uh, the Somerset deals with um, both of those both the Somerset and the Vardenfell expansion deal with um, racism and classism and the idea of gender norms and all of the stuff within different society different um i'm gonna say it, racist societies dunmer are, are racist and have slaves altmer are racist i think literally everything it's not an altmer is less than them and they have very strict gender roles and conformity roles and there's a wonderful quest where you work through where you come at it from one angle um this uh, altmer woman asks you to help her find her brother spoilers she's never had a brother she's had a sister who's m spent most of her life masquerading as her brother because society is that oppressive and when it the her sister finally ran away and joined the theater essentially she could finally truly be herself and that's beautiful and i can't 
make any other choice other than you tell her in your own time, I'm not going to make you go talk to your your sister right now about where you are in your life. That's your business. I'm not going to get involved because it's not. You don't force someone to out themselves. And it's just so effortless, the quest. You don't, there, you don't feel like there's an agenda. It's just person one live this way and this is how they can do it in their society and they're happy and you want this person to be happy there's it's beautifully written elsewhere has a bunch of neat stuff and it was i was distracted by dragons so i'm gonna have to do another playthrough to really get um into it and see all of the delightfully casually inclusive the game continues to be although elsewhere does deal with the fact that there are there are the Khajiit we see in all of the Elder Scrolls games, which are cool. You know, they're the cat people with the tails, and they look like people, and they refer to themselves as this one. That's a language thing, because um, they all do it. But there are other varieties, and they're called Furstock. And they go from adorable talking cats, which are called Alfique, to the Sench and the Senchrot, which are, you know, big cats. Uh, Centrot are fully sentient and sapient and can talk. They speak common. They can communicate clearly. Well, everything can talk. But the the sench, normal sench, are like, they look like lions and tigers and things, and they don't speak. The centrot can speak um, and are uh, battle companions to things um, called the pamar and the pamarat, which are like seven foot tall cat people that are burly and amazing but just all of these different um types of khajiit that are influenced by what moon they're born under uh tamriel has two um so what phase of what moon um dictates a whole lot of things in their life but it's okay and regardless of whatever moons you're born under you're pretty much accepted so it's this whole identity fluid sort of society that's really neat. And I need to study more Khajiit lore before I geek out too much. But it was just cool that there didn't seem to be any uh, caste difference. Like, Alfiq don't have thumbs, so there are some things they can't do. But that doesn't stop them from being fully integrated members of society. Um, there's accommodation for seven foot tall cats and um, oversized house cats that that sass you and drink too much. Um, so that's just really cool. Wait, was that that armored cat that the picture was showing? Um, like I, I I shared some Alfique pictures um, in a Discord chat. Yes, and then I posted Skuma Cat to my Facebook page. Um, and they do. They look like you know cats. That are like big house cats, but they all speak clearly and can communicate. And the Khajiit have their own versions of all the Daedra. And Skuma Cat is Shagorath. Yes, that yeah, was the picture um, that I was talking about. <laughs> my beloved spouse has provided a picture of Skuma Cat. And we love Skuma Cat and we hate Skuma Cat because you can't, it's the mad god and you can't deal with it. Because he's he's Sheagorath. Everything is always a horrifying disaster when he shows up. 
aren't all but aren't all, all cats, cats can be gods. considered mad gods. But the fact that the the Khajiit have a um, that have they seem to have multiple aspects of Sheogorath because they have diff- two different names. They call him Shegorath, and he might have a di- and he might appear under a different first stock as that or appear as mortal um, as he does through the quest line. And then they have this Alfique version that is specifically called Skuma Cat. So this is a specific aspect of Sheogorath that they have a distinct name for. Because the Kiji, if you don't know uh, Tamriel or Elder Scrolls, what Skuma is, it's basically all the drugs in a bottle mixed with alcohol. Um, it's kind of like laudanum, but also like meth. And it's it's sort of a shorthand for a large selection of intoxicants um, dissolved in alcohol. Um, yeah, processed. It's processed moon sugar. Uh, moon sugar is a sweetener with euphoric effects. Um, you process it, you get skooma. Um, it's it's mild it's mild euphoria to Khajiit, so it's kind of like catnip, and to everybody else, it's a hard drug. Um, it's not it's not good stuff, and non Khajiit should not ingest it. But they use it in in their spirituality. So there's this implication that psychotropic drugs, for the purposes of spirituality within a context can be safe and managed if you're treating them with respect but then you have skooma which is clearly invented by somebody who needed to get high really fast and it's abused and it causes nothing but devastation so there's this whole interesting discussion commentary on drug culture and appropriation of spirituality and um syncretization and a whole just the Elder Scrolls world and their game designers are just so damn good at being responsible about shit that it makes me happy and I I appreciate the fact that they take the money I give them every month and then they make inclusive games and they don't have throwaway female characters. They don't have throwaway any characters. And it it's delightful and I could rant forever about how happy Elder Scrolls makes me. Well I knew that was going through and making you happy. I'm gonna bring that up so she could go through and squee about that. Because while we go through and squee about things like American gods and things of that nature, I knew that Elder Scrolls is a major aspect of your life, so to speak. So I was like, you know, this is something that's new that's going on with the Elder Scrolls. Let's go through and bring that up, because she'll probably have something good to say about about that. But I would say that we basically have, unless anybody else has anything to bring up... Oh my god, we've recorded for like an hour for once? Jesus, this is going to be the shortest episode ever. I feel like we should be angry. Yeah, well... Let's just say that because we we had our we had our bit of anger at the beginning. We had little uh, a little bit of bubbles of anger going through with everything 
various things, but mostly this was a calm episode. Yeah, that's for good. Episode. I mean, last um, week we covered the fact that a bitch is tired, and it's been a lot. May has been a long year this month. I swear to God. Before we awkwardly kick the bot out, um, I'm just want to bring up that we have all of our links of our social media on our website, xchromosomepodcast.com. Um, later on this month, between me and Noel, we're going to try to go through and get a, to do a, a Patreon exclusive at the beginning. We're going to try to write a, set up something about um, Stonewall. Um, but this is Pride Month. We want to hear your stories. We want you possibly on as guests. We want to see if my computer will die, depending on how many guests that we have through. Um, write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. Our website is www.xchromosomepodcast.com. All of our links to all of our previous episodes, our Patreon, our PayPal, all of our social media, everything is through that. Um, but mostly, seriously, Pride Month, we want you, we want your stories, we want to hear more what's going on. So again, write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. Do you have anything else um, to Not particularly, other than help us, you know, reach more people. Um, that's the other thing that uh, like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, if you think our message is worth getting out there, not only will it help us get the attention of sponsors, but other people will notice us, and that helps too, because um, then we can get more stories, and this can be a self perpetuating delight of endless intersectionality and boost signal boosting so let us know what you think um we love you thank you for your support and with that um i'm noelle dial i'm bill and craig needs to get out of here get the fuck out craig bye go away bot get out